Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to Federal Contracting Made Easy, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that anyone can master. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're on episode 110, and we're going to talk about top six mistakes new government contractors make. And what is this based on? Well, this is based on my 35 years of experience in working with the government. That's what my, this is based on. And this is what I have seen small businesses do year in and year out. Becoming a government contractor takes time. It takes time to build relationships with the contracting officers, contracting officers, technical representatives or CORs, or the end user. It just takes time. You can build relationships in the commercial world much faster than you can in the government. Next, it takes a while to learn the government language. It'll probably take you three, four years before you figure out all the different acronyms or meanings and how it applies to you, the government contractor. So you need to be prepared to have a time set aside, not worrying about work coming in, but being able to concentrate just on the government market. Writing your first proposal is going to be strange. You have to write it in the government lingo. You're used to writing it for the commercial lingo. Changing it to the government can be time-consuming, and it takes a while to get to see what the government's actually looking for. So, it's not something that can happen overnight. Lastly, all the different government databases. It takes you a while to learn where you need to go to find opportunities. Where do I need to go to update my profile? Where do I need to go for my small business certifications? Where do I need to go for each agency? Each agency has their own website that may or may not have opportunities. Not everything is listed on FBO. It's supposed to be everything but the FAA above 25000 But what if you're going after contracts below that? Where do you go? It takes a while to figure this system out. So let's get started, shall we? Let's go on to the first mistake I believe new small business contractors make. Mistake number one, not performing market research. You don't go into business without performing market research. You don't go into a new area in business without performing market research. If you don't know who purchased your products and services, then find out. Spend the time. Look at the videos that I have that has Contracting Secrets 1 and 2. It walks you through how to find those opportunities. The last thing you want to do is to go ahead and market to a government agency and find out that they do not purchase your product or service. That makes you look bad. It's a waste of your time and resources. And it's also a waste of the government's time and resources. So make sure you perform your market research. Next, let's go on to mistake number two. Mistake number two, limited limited bonding capacity. As a general contractor, you're going to need bonding. Even if you do electrical or a specialty trade like electrical, HVAC, or horizontal or vertical, whatever 
construction you do, you're going to need bonding. Every small business struggles with getting enough bonding to be able to bid on a lot of contracts. You need to have a really good bonding agent on your team. Your bonding agent is going to be somebody that if they're worth their weight in gold, they're going to tell you what you need to do. They're going to help you make those decisions. They're going to tell you, you don't withdraw money out of the business. Keep that money in there because the, keeping the money in the business or keeping the assets in the business is going to increase the, the threshold that you can have for your bonding. You want to make sure that you treat your bonding number one. And as I said before, it is the limiting factor to general construction growth. Your bonding is going to be limited to you on how fast and how far you can grow. So make sure you have a plan in place for this. Plan before you ever even attempt to go into government contracting. This should be the second step you do after finding out which agencies use your product or service if you're a general contractor. You need to find out a good bonding agent and talk to them and set up a plan to increase the bonding capacity. Mistake number three, no working capital. You can't perform on a government contract unless you have the working capital. You're going to need that working capital to pay for salaries until you get paid from the government. You're going to need that working capital to be able to purchase inventory, purchase materials. It's important that you have that working capital. Getting a contract first and then worrying about working capital is the wrong way to do it. You need to worry about working capital from day one. What plan do you have in place to get working capital? Are you going to get a loan? Are you going to use assets in the business? How are you going to obtain that working capital? You need to have an idea in place prior to bidding and government contracting. It should go back to your planning stage. When you're planning to start a business, you had to worry about working capital. The same is true for each different area that you want to venture into. You need to have the resources available in order to be successful if you decide to make that business decision to go into this area. Mistake number four, no past performance. And I know, it's like the chicken and the egg. You got to have experience before you can get a job. You got to have a job before you can get experience. Now, I did have a video out there that tells you how to get a contract without past performance. But ideally, go get commercial past performance. You can apply it to the government. That is the easiest way to get past performance. Even if you want to just concentrate on government contracting by going out and dealing with the commercial world, you are going to get that experience and then you can apply it to the government. And if you don't want to do the commercial work anymore, fine, make that decision. But go get the past performance first before you venture in there. Another reason, you bid on a job, you're the successful offerer, the government looks at it and the contracting officer says, I don't think you can perform. You really don't have the experience. You really don't have the working capital. I'm not sure you can perform. What are they going to do? They're going to request a COC or certificate of competency. You don't want to wait and have that happen. You want to have all your ducks in a row first. Yes, SBA will be real lenient and try to make it work for the contractor. That's what they normally do. But that doesn't guarantee that just because that you have a COC done that the SBA is going to say, yes, you're a viable contractor. It doesn't always work that way. So please do yourself a favor and get that past performance. 
Another, lastly, the last reason is, is the government could go ahead and just pass over you because you don't have the experience that they're looking for. And they can do that also. So make sure that you have some sort of past performance. Number five is teaming with another business. As somebody that's new to government contracting, teaming with another business, I really say don't do it. There's a number of reasons for that. First, if you have to rely upon that teaming partner for bonding, working capital, and employees, you're not ready to do it. You're definitely not ready. And there's some pitfalls you need to know. Yes, there's many positive things there are to teaming with a, uh, another business. There is negative things about teaming with another business. Yes, you can use their experience to get the contract, but you don't have the experience. You're the one that's name's going to be on that contract. So you need to plan ahead. If you're using their bonding, then nine times out of 10, that is something that's so precious to another business that they're going to protect that bond at all possible costs. They're going to put things in place that may cause you not to be able to perform on that contract because you have to still meet your self-performance requirements. And if they're holding that bond hostage, as I like to say, where they are so worried about their bond that they want to be the one that performs a contract, then what are you getting out of it other than being a pass-through? You're not gaining the experience that you really need to do. So, yes, teaming, but not at the beginning when you're just starting out in government contracting. Wait till you have about five years of experience and probably 50 contracts, then go ahead and team with another business because by then you're going to know what self-performance requirements you have to meet. So it's 15% for general construction. It's 25% for specialty trade. It's 50% for all other industries. Number six, getting your 8A certification with less than two years in business. You're throwing away years of your 8A certification. Remember, it's a nine-year program. You are have to use that program just right. You want to come in with a plan. You want to have things in place so that you know exactly what you're going to do throughout that life of that 8A program. If you don't have any experience and you're coming in and then you're going to spend three, four, five, six years of your nine-year program trying to figure out the bidding, trying to figure out the government before you ever get there. Come into the program with experience and wait and have those five, six years of experience, then come into the program. It's not just me saying this. I've had a number of contractors tell me, Nancy, I wish I had waited and not came in as soon as I opened my doors. It's been a pitfall to me. There's so many obstacles and so many things I had to learn that I could have benefited so much more if I had just spent the first five years of my life learning everything and then coming into the 8A program. It's much better off. Those are the top six mistakes that I think contractors make, especially new government contractors make when they come into becoming a government contractor. We hope you found today's episode helpful. And as always, until next time, be safe.